Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am currently staring at podcast royalty, two-time People's Choice Award winners, going for the three-peat. That's right, I listen. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Hello, Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. <laughs> Hello, Sarah Heron. <laughs> what an intro. I feel like that was the respect that we never get and probably don't deserve, but like, so nice. I mean, yeah. I listen, I know how much it means to you guys when you have that intro in the beginning and when they tried to take it out, like last year, you were not happy about it. No, it was it was unnecessary for them to remove it just because some time had passed. And here we are a third time, which I mean, when we, you know, when it all goes back to how this all happened is because of our listeners. So we do, I do think our listeners are unmatched by any other podcast. So I'm very proud of them. <laughs> it is true though. Like, honestly, I was that person in high school that would just like, I would call TRL and vote for like, you know, instinct every day, 10 times a day. Do you know what I mean? Like I am that person. So like, it doesn't shock me that like the scrub sisters are the same way. Cause I was totally that still am that person. But yeah. yeah, it's like when you try and take away the title, it's like, you don't, it's not like you have a child and just because they get older, <laughs> they like go away. You'll always have that baby. Mm-hmm. That trophy is your child. Right. As of now, it's what we have. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, there's still time to vote. So we're, this will be out tomorrow and Thursday. So we can get a few more votes in for you guys, right? Oh my gosh. Everyone yeah. vote for scrubbing in. I don't, I haven't seen anyone else. I've seen Nick Vial um, post about voting. And other than him, I don't know if anyone in our category cares as much as the three of us do. So um, go vote, please. <laughs> Powerhouses in there, so I mean, maybe Emma Chamberlain is like busy at Paris Fashion Week. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, literally, all Emma Chamberlain has to do is post one swipe up, but you know, hopefully, she's busy right now. (laughs) Yeah, she's busy. Um, okay, well, I wanted to ask you this question because I, as I said, I listen, I'm a scrubber, scrub sister, but I don't know the answer to this, and maybe I just missed this episode, or you guys just don't like haven't talked about in a while because it's kind of like an origin story question. But when Becca was on The Bachelor, were you watching, Tanya? Yes. Well, yes. I saw her on Chris's season. And then I knew her. We had met prior to you going on to Ben's season, right? Like, we'd known each other for maybe, like, a couple months. Yeah, we met right before this. Yeah, because I, yeah, we met in, like, June right before I went back on Ben's season. When did you go back on Ben's season? That 
Yeah, I mean, I literally, I got off Christmas season, and then I met you at the Vegas iHeart show, which was in, in May. Month, what month was that? What month was that? May? Yeah. May? And then we, I went back on, we started filming in the end of August or September, something. Okay, yeah, so I knew you for like two months before you went on. Okay, yeah. so from the perspective of, of a, I guess maybe you weren't totally, you know, BFF status quite yet as you are now when you had all just met, but what was it like watching like a friend that you were rooting for on the show? Was that stressful? She was not my good friend at that point. No, just acquaintances. She tries to say that she was like, no, we were not. We were just like, yeah, we were just acquaintances at that point. Yeah, but you know what is interesting? I've never watched anybody like that. Like, I never knew anybody on The Bachelor before. So it is interesting, like, kind of, like, I I wanted her to win because I like Ben a lot. So I was like, I hope, you know what I mean? Like, this weird sense of, like, I hope she gets the guy. (laughs) But I think I knew you didn't get the guy. You probably knew soon after when I arrived back home oh, yeah, <laughs> without yeah. the guy without a ring <laughs> or man <laughs> okay well that's either way we have we have Becca's expertise as a two-time bachelor contestant and Tanya's expertise as the love language aficionado because this episode when I was watching it I was so excited that they did a love language date because I was like I knew I was talking to you guys and I was like Tanya loves love languages so this is perfect the best part so we have this like um on air with Ryan Seacrest group chat like text message and everybody was watching the Dodger game and I was like guys (laughs) the bachelor's on there talking about love languages (laughs) and I've never I was like so excited because I like feel like that's such an important thing in a relationship so I like weird like I like that they I mean I think it was maybe too soon for Claire to like figure that out with these guys but the fact that they were like bringing it to such a big audience because I'm like that love language was literally the demise of like my big relationship in my in my life like we were just speaking the wrong language to each Mm -hmm. other granted I don't think that relationship was meant to work out in the long run anyway but I was like, we were just speaking a different language. And had we known that from the beginning of our relationship, it would have saved so much agony. Mm-hmm. So I'm like so happy that The Bachelor like brought it to light in such a weird, cringy way. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a very rushed experience because that's something that kind of happens as you're like really getting serious with someone. You're wanting, yeah. you know, like, how, are you, how do you give love? How do you receive love? Like, you know, those are the things that as you're really trying to make a relationship work, you figure out so the fact that her first group date was so intimate I was like sweating at some point watching I was so uncomfortable like I shouldn't be there with them like when the guys were like I just here for you what are they gonna say yeah it was this whole episode I was saying this morning on our YouTube show it was like cringe and red flags and no I don't think anyone was doing it on purpose but the whole thing was just awkward and it started yeah. with the love languages because like you were saying they're standing in front of Claire and you know they need to like kind of profess their love but they don't really know her and I feel like yeah. she's she's very into like the title of being the bachelorette not in a bad way necessarily but like she's ready for the love like yeah, she's yeah. open to it yeah so I when, feel like they should have done it like one-on-one like not in front of the other guys like that mm-hmm. was weird especially with like physical touch because they didn't even really kiss because there was other people in the room and I was just like I don't think I should be watching this like but I tell when I was watching the Dale and Claire aspect of the physical touch and they were smelling each other's necks I was like and I I mean if I were the other guys on that date I would just be like what am I even doing here at this point I should just go home I mean the Dale of it all it's impossible not to get right into it right this whole season is about Dale yeah and I mean do we believe in love at first sight in general as a group right now 
I believe in, um, I don't know if I believe in love because love is so much deeper than like this, uh, like rush of emotional attraction. But I do believe in that. I believe in having a like instant spark with someone that's like undeniable. But love has, you know, it's very complicated. <laughs> you want to know the craziest thing? I, I do. Because <laughs> I, I do. But I also feel like I felt the love at first sight with Dale because I Me just, too. Like, you know, so, so we, so every, um, every new Bachelor, Bachelorette, I always pick my, like, I pick my pick at the very beginning when they release the photos. Um, and I say like, this one's going to be the winner. And I'm usually like, I usually have somebody that's like gets far, but I never really like pick the winner, you know, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. But, um, I picked Dale and this was before they even started filming. So normally there's like spoilers out and I do a little research and I see, you know what I mean? But there was like, they hadn't even started filming and I go, this is Claire's dude just by his photo. Like I could feel it in his photo. How weird do I have powers? Maybe, maybe you and Claire both do. (laughs) Listen, I, I felt like when I had butterflies when they met, it was this, and part of me wonders because, you know, I always, I've always wondered, and even being on the show, I don't know if this is the case, if people get out and they have someone like that every single season, but they edit it in a way that isn't right. so obvious, because mm-hmm. I think because of all the information that's gotten out about this season, it was hard to deny, like, they couldn't really act like it didn't happen, so yeah. I when she said the line of like, I think I just met my husband in my head, I thought, would they have kept that in there? If, you right. know, has that happened before where someone said, right. oh my gosh, that was like an instant spark and they just took it out because they didn't want it to be this obvious. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think they're leaning into it more than they normally mm-hmm. would because they do know that we kind of know. And it's yeah. a weird way. Cause I always, I mean, in this, as this job, I kind of find stuff out always, but I do my best not to, to try to like watch the show and this is the first time I'm watching with like like everyone I feel like with the full I think I know what happens I guess I don't technically but I think right I do. yeah so it's different it's it different. is different and it is a very obvious connection that is very undeniable and it must be obvious for all the other men I would imagine who are witnessing it so but I mean, man I feel a spark with Dale through the screen so I can't imagine what it's like in real life yeah and I think that we all feel that like you know what I mean like when you meet somebody when you're dating everybody always says like give it a couple dates to like really see and I'm like I think you know you know what I mean like you know if it's gonna be something good like within the first date like you know what I mean yeah Yeah. I'm laughing because you're just so funny because I do think in certain instances it takes a few dates because sometimes it isn't like this immediate attraction and then sometimes it grows as you get to know someone Tanya's all, we've had this argument all week about how she doesn't believe in right person, wrong time. She doesn't believe in the timing of it all, where I think that people grow and they change and there can be a right time for two people that maybe didn't work out at a previous time. How do you explain those people that are like friends for a really long time and all of a sudden one day they just look at them and realize that they have this attraction to them they didn't know they had? Well, okay, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like, timing isn't an issue or isn't a factor at all but maybe like if people are friends somebody's in a relationship somebody's not like da 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 but I do think that there's like I don't know I think that there's like this initial thing that you feel I do like on a first date I get that I'm I'm not denying that but I'm saying it also can work the other way is all I'm saying but as we witness and I I like that they're really trying to make us think that maybe there's a maybe something that might grow with another guy on the show, but I'm like, 
I'm not buying it. But with the Dale thing, I also do wonder, just I'm like the pessimist of the world. So I'm always thinking like, what are the, why are they trying to trick me and what's happening? So with that, sometimes I do think that maybe they're throwing in some lines that she said at a different time about Dale at the end, just to make us remind us like, oh, she's seeing like has connections with Jason or Riley or Blake or whoever, mm -hmm. but she still likes Dale because they want us on board so badly because mm -hmm. this like blow up thing, it could go, people could like turn on Claire and be like, mm -hmm. she broke the rules or be like, we're rooting for Claire and Dale, so we don't care. So I kind of think they might be using voiceovers from different dates in this episode just to keep bringing it back to Dale. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought the same thing, because I, I was thinking if I were playing a drinking game where I had to drink every time the word Dale was said, that I would be like wasted. And I thought, there's no way she keeps saying Dale like this on her own. You know, it, yeah. it felt, I felt that a little bit too. Are you, do you, I was going to say, do you identify as a Tanya or Becca? Because my initial thought was Tanya, but then the like practical pessimistic view reminds me a little of myself you know i'm i'm a becca who would like to be a little bit more tanya but i always find myself being very sarcastic and i admire both of you in different ways but i do think that tanya's like attitude is just really like it's amazing and i, I just don't have that <laughs> you can give it percentages you can be like 60 percent becca 40 percent me mm -hmm. like you can i'm definitely more sarcastic and i think i usually find myself agreeing with Becca on the podcast, but I think that there's something so lovely about your bubbly personality. Not that you're not bubbly, uh, Becca, but there's something about it that I wish I had and I don't really have it. <laughs> I don't identify. I'm like, I'm, I'm naive in a lot of ways, you know, like I'm a little bit in this, this little bubble sometimes. And I, I like to be in my cocoon. Zip it right up. Yeah, it seems be lovely. Blissful. <laughs> it really, it's, let me tell you, it is blissful in the cocoon, but sometimes there are some times when you have a strong cocoon and there's just this like stinger that can just get through it. You know what I mean? And they're small stingers. They don't really puncture, but they can get through the cocoon. And when that happens, it's not a good situation. <laughs> the Tanya metaphors are also one of my favorite parts of the podcast because you're always just mixing things. We're, we're, we're getting a lot of imagery, but we're mixing metaphors sometimes. Yeah. She'll say something and I'm like, that's almost there, I think. I think that's but it's not it. We're but that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah. On the East Coast overall, I just feel like we're much angrier people. So it's harder. There's more, maybe there's more stingers or something around here. I don't know. No, see, I disagree because I went to New England recently and the, every single person we met was the nicest. Really? I, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, everyone talks about the South being the nicest. I, this was my best experience was in New England. So that's a plot twist. Well, nope. New York, New Jersey, were maybe it's just New Yorkers. Yeah, maybe. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, it, it, whatever. It, it is what it is at this point. I'll try. I try to be a Tanya sometimes, but I'm proud to be a Becca, and I think there's Thank nothing you. wrong Thank with that. You. I just I was waiting for some pride in your Beccaism. Oh, of course, of course. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to write it off. Very, very proud. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about also in this episode when Claire got upset that the guys didn't want to steal her for the group date kind of thing. I wanted to ask you, Becca, as a former contestant of the show, mm -hmm. did you ever feel like in a moment that you didn't, was there an awkward silence like that? Or do you usually like producers step in and tell them what to do? Did Claire ever react? Like what was your instinct when you're watching that? Cause I just wanted to like crawl in a hole and die. So, so it's, it's so funny because there's some parts of being on the show that are so clear and vivid in my memory. But when I think about that kind of stuff, I was, because as I was watching it, I was thinking that was kind of weird because I always remember it being like 
going to take a breath and someone was stealing him like it before we could even toast you know it was quickly taken from you and then I remember at one, I was never going to be the first one just because that's my personality. Sonia would have been the first one. I, I told I would have Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, so true. Um, but I remember one time the producers were like, hey, if you want to talk to him, you grab him first. And I was like sweating the whole time. Like, oh no, I have to be the one. Um, but yeah, there was, it was always a very quick thing. So I kind of understood her feeling of like where are y'all at no one wants to no one's aggressively trying to have a conversation and I also thought that she was a little bit upset that Dale didn't immediately take advantage and grab her I think so too I think that's where the frustration came from and she had to direct it towards all the men and maybe she felt a little bit of that but I think a lot of it was like does Dale not like me as much as I'm into him because he didn't even try and get me right off the bat yeah it is easy to criticize you know anyhow you would act in the moment but I guess it's like your first group date and you're so hyped up and then you're just sitting there and you give this toast and then you're just like wait this show works I'm the queen I'm the bachelorette you're supposed to take me I know but I kind of like wish she would have just like chilled for a sec you know what I mean just like let you know what I mean like and they could have been editing I have no idea how all that works Mm -hmm. but like then just like hang out with them all like let's play a game like let's bust out some cards like I don't know you know like oh see I I actually liked how she handled it in the sense of like she was trying to have a conversation but she couldn't get her mind off of that so she was like I'm gonna go address it because it's gonna bother me the rest of the night wondering why what happened there and so not that I'm that bold I would never do that but I did think like wow that was a badass move that she just was like listen if you're not here to talk to me then why are you here I'll go home I'm tired (laughs) maybe she just didn't want to talk to Bennett about Harvard anymore because I don't blame her (laughs) yeah well yeah I get that too Um, and then this I one on to have conversations with these guys that like I was not interested in like I would just be that, that would be I think the hardest thing as the bachelorette when you know that you're not into these like and then you just have to force, con- like, I'd be like. I think that's why when you see who people keep around, a lot of times they'll come out and just be like, um, they were just really fun and they were my friends. Like, I never saw anything with uh-huh. Wells. I feel like maybe JoJo said that about him. He's like, he was just a cool guy. And like, I wanted to give him a chance to be on the show and he was fun to hang out with. And I didn't feel awkward when I had to have a conversation with him. Versus some of them, you're probably just like, I would rather do anything than pretend I care about what you're saying. <laughs> like, and that's me saying that, not them. <laughs> literally I'm like I'm like the queen of being able to like end a date real fast because I'm like I don't see it going on I once had a 25 minute dinner date because I was just like "Mm -hmm." did you eat yeah yeah I did well we went to Sugarfish which is like notorious for like kind of speeding things along anyway but like they're like do you want another drink I was like nope check please See, I would sit. I would sit there for like an hour and a half, being like, "Uh huh." So tell me about um, your first job, and then I would leave, being like, "That was the worst date of my life. I will never go on another date with that person." And then they'd probably text me and be like, "I had the best time." I'm like, "Well, that's because I let the conversation go on too long." So and I let you talk. Definitely be more like Tanya because <laughs> saves a lot of time for everybody. I know. I was like, I mean, 25 minutes is like, whatever. I didn't feel like I wasted time. I met a nice man. It, he was definitely not my man, uh, but I made it very clear. Five minutes. <laughs> door to door. Door to door. That's, that sounds like a reality show. How quickly yeah. can you get out of the state without the other person realizing that you're being like, not rude, yeah. but like that you well, want yeah. it. The best part was it was a setup. So I texted my girlfriend that set me up immediately. And I was like, in what world did you think that the two of us would be a match? Like, I just need to know. And she goes, 
I met him, she met him at some, like, they met at some, you know, not a web, not a, not a webinar, but like they went to some like speech to learn, what do you call it? A seminar. Like a seminar, okay. I thought, I was like, are we saying a seminar? Is that seminar. A cult meeting? No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A seminar. And they just met like two days prior and she was like, I just, he's a good guy. Like he's a good family man. And I'm like, okay. She goes, I just wanted to prove to you that good guys exist. And I'm like, then show yeah. me a photo of one. Like, don't send me on a yeah. date with one. Like, yeah, tell me about him and send right. me a photo. Right. Yeah. And also just remind me, Becky, you just took a sip of um, Dr. Pepper. I'm a soda drinker. So that means I can never be a Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big... doing to your insides? I know. It's... I'm, I'm about to start my period. It's doing what I needed to do right now. So yeah. relax. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, something else, though, that did stand out to me during this episode that made me think, oh, this is good for Tanya, was that one-on-one -on -one date where they got very serious very quickly and were writing letters to themselves and talking about, you know, past relationships and stuff. And you've said on, I feel like, your show before that you don't, you like cutting to the chase. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So were you all in on them getting deep quick? Oh, yeah. I think the deeper you, the, the quicker, the quicker and deeper you get, the better. Who is right? Why do you waste your time? Because it's like a lot to just open up and read. Like some, some of the stuff they were saying was like intense. Like yeah. who was it? Jason? He was like full on spilling stuff about his parents' relationship. And I was just like, oh, I'm a little nervous. But that's the whole point. It's like, you just have to throw yourselves in it. And then like, I mean, I, I can't really speak for The Bachelor because I think it's also just like a sped up version of reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they're trying to like date, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like in yeah. The, what a normal yeah. person would say like a year they're trying to cram into like four months you know so right. I do think it's like heightened and like expedited but I also just think too like there's no need to like hide like if you feel something just feel it if you want something say it if you have issues tell them like lay it out there first one-on-one -on -one date of the season they really just like went there though I was like <laughs> I would have been so upset if that was my first date I would have been like are you kidding me like I'm so uncomfortable in this setup in general, and now I'm having to spill all my deepest, darkest secrets with this stranger who's dating other people. Then you're trying to marry. Let's, let us not forget that they are all trying to lead to marriage. So like- I know, but I'm just saying, I am more on the page of like, that would be a very, I, I don't jump into my future husband journal on the first date. So <laughs> some of us find it, some of us are not so lucky to just be an open book right off the bat, Tanya. I was thinking that maybe one of the aspects of the date would work, but all of them together were, were a lot. So if we were going to burn something, that's cool. If we were going to write the letter, that's yeah. cool. If we were going to describe everything bad that anyone's ever said about us, that's cool. But all at once, I was like, the, I, how can they even, if I looked at him, I would associate him with all the negative stuff he just told me, not even good stuff. That's how I was feeling too. And I felt like the date lasted, I kind of got a little bored. Like I felt like it lasted a long time and I felt like we kept having commercial breaks and then it would come back to their date still. Yeah. So it, it, it was, a, that part was a little, could have used less time of that. Yeah. I, I mean, love burning stuff. I know you do. <laughs> so good. Oh, what are, what are you going to burn from 2020? What aren't you going to burn from 2020? What am I not going to burn? I feel like that's an easier list than, I mean, there's so many things to burn from this year. I know it's so true, but I do think that it's been like a weirdly introspective year. You know what I mean? Like in, mm -hmm. in ways that I didn't even think I, I think that, um, I keep myself very busy just in work in work, work in work world, 
where like I didn't even realize how fast paced I was going and like how kind of unhealthy it was in a weird way because I wasn't even like letting myself think things. Do you know what I mean? And it's almost like in this weird way, like I was just kind of like going and like I could stay going because it was just like, it's all good and like blah, blah, blah. But like, I think quarantine really gave me this space to like think about things and reflect on things that like, you know, I I don't want, I'm not going to say that I'm perfect at all, but I do think I have this unique ability to, to like reprogram negative things or like bad things in my brain in in a weird way. And it was like, that's all good you know, it's good to do that. But also I think it's important to like get to the root of certain things. And that, that this year has allowed me the time and ability to do that. The positive spin. There it is. There it was. (laughs) And and reorganize my uh, underwear drawer like 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need to do that. Um, that also, though, even going back to the show, it's the same thing because I feel like one of the reasons maybe Claire was so ready for Dale or for whoever was because she waited so long. Not only was it six years since her last show, but also the like the shutdown. So maybe that was another reason she was so like, all right, let's get this show on the road. I don't want to waste any time. Let's burn things. Let's yeah, not that she plans the dates, but like it feels like a lot for us. But for her, it's probably like not even enough. Yeah, but I, and again, I do think yeah. that might not be healthy. Here for the Right Reasons is proudly sponsored by Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem is a leader in the weight loss industry, having helped millions of people lose weight over the course of more than 45 years. Do you feel like in these times of social distancing and working from home that weight gain has been creeping up on you with all the takeout and snacks? Let me tell you, you're not the only one. This is where Nutrisystem can help and get you back on track. The great thing about Nutrisystem is that it does all the calorie counting for you. The plans are designed by nutrition experts and provide you with the right balance of nutrients and the right amount of calories to help you lose weight safely. Nutrisystem is simple and convenient, and it's great getting delicious, filling meals delivered right to your door every week for way less than you would spend on takeout or delivery. And it's much healthier. All the meals are quick to prepare, and a delicious breakfast is as easy as grabbing a snack bar or a muffin on your way out the door. All you need to do is follow the perfectly portioned meal plan. It's reduced the stress of meal planning and shopping, and I'm eating so much better. There's a wide variety of recipes, and I save so much time as the meals come together quickly, which is less stressful and way less time-consuming than going to the grocery store. Nutrisystem has exceeded my expectations. My favorite foods are the NutriCrush protein and probiotic shake mix and the Italian sausage and turkey pepperoni pizza. And I can assure you that it's a great program for those looking to complete a plan to lose weight and stay healthy. Order Nutrisystem now. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash Us Weekly to get 50% off. Again, that's Nutrisystem.com slash U-S-W-E-E-K-L-Y to get 50% off. Now back to the show. Well, on a totally sharp left turn, how do we feel about strip dodgeball? This is so interesting because at first I didn't, it didn't bother me because I always think about like guys are just like, let's take off our shirt. You know, like that's very mm-hmm. common that guys take off their shirts to they do like shirts and skins. And then, you know, it took a little further, take off the shorts, whatever. I will say I, I, when I flipped it, like, okay, if this were a bachelor and he was like, take off your shirts and just wear your bra, you know, of course yeah. they would be like canceled forever. Um, so I, I understood where they're coming from and I think it was all in good fun. I think if it was someone who didn't feel comfortable doing it, they had every right to be like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't feel comfortable, but it was, you kind of go, okay, if that had been flipped, that would not have been. Yeah. I was like not into it at all because I was just like, they would like women, if that, if this were women doing that, like we would all be like, what is going on here? And so it's like, I think kind of we're in this day and age where, we need to be a little more careful about those things, you know, like, and I'm guilty of it too, like objectifying men, like hot men and like take off your clothes and whatever, you know, like, but 
I think we're just kind of getting to a place where it's just like not fun anymore or like funny anymore. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's not really, it's not, that was, it was just like not necessary for what the date was, you know, it was like all fun yeah. and gay, take off your shirt, take off your shorts, whatever. And then it, it just, it was just a little too far in my opinion, but I agree with Tanya. Like, it's just, we, it's kind of like, all right. We did have that like weird lingerie pillow fight thing on Peter's season that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And so I was surprised that they did even went for it again. Yeah. yeah. I do think though, when it's guys, it's like more guys getting undressed is more like silly and funny. Whereas girls, it's more of like a like sexualized thing or yeah. you know, whatever it is. And I think that I, I understand maybe the guys who were who were uncomfortable with it being like, I don't want to be over sexualized. And I don't think, I don't think guys are normally have the space to be vulnerable and uncomfortable in that situation. So I understood that aspect. Although I don't really like that guy that. Yosef. Like, yeah. Something. He wasn't even there. So it was bizarre. Yeah. That she <laughs> I love yeah. that you know their names. Like for me, it's literally like Dale and like the rest of them. <laughs> I think it is for most people, but you know, I, I try to write it down and then I have to go back and like look at the thing. And you. That. you should be proud. <laughs> well, I know Yosef because I felt bad for Tyler C in the beginning. I want to say justice for Tyler oh, yeah. C. You I did. Know. Yeah. Because I feel like he, I, I didn't even feel like he was trying to start drama. I just felt like he was trying to have a conversation and then unfortunately it got taken to Claire and then he suffered for it. Yeah, I think she made the wrong decision there. I don't think, I mean, I don't think Tyler C was the love of her life either. His, no, his, bio, his bio was about riding off in the sunset with a cowgirl and I was like, I don't know if this is, this is your, your girl, but yeah. I, I, th I thought it was weird that she sent him home and not Yosef and now Yosef is kind of shaping up to be this villainy type thing and it's also so classic like he you know was talking about how he didn't want to be objectified or you know naked on the show because he's a daughter but then of course you go on Instagram and people are finding photos of him like in boxers like posing oh, and I'm like really? yep it never fails that the, the bachelor sleuths or even Claire today has got herself in a little bit of whatever because she talked on one of her date on one of the dates that she's never been to, she didn't go to the prom because no one asked her and then this woman posted yearbook photos of Claire at the prom with her husband and you guys I'm breaking news to them you guys but they have lives. They don't stop being sexual. Staring, speechless. That's so funny, though, that he said that. And then there's, like, photos of him in boxers on Instagram. That is so funny. Yeah, it's like you have to be aware of what you're, like, presenting or what you say. Because these in today's day and age, like, even if it's not a real receipt, like, Claire is saying that that was a different prom. And it, like, isn't, it was different. She went to a different high school her senior year, which was she was referring to. And it's like, who cares? Like, it's like he said, she said. Right. But it, right. you're giving people ammo the more you open up now, which is kind of sad, but like, it's just true. That's so true. You do have to be aware of what you're opening up about, what you're being vulnerable, vulnerable about and denying because this generation, they'll and find you, it. Your, your two seasons was kind of right on the border of when like the social media part was like taking off. I know. I'm so, I, I'm so grateful that 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 wasn't an ask like when we were filming the show I don't remember anyone talking about social media and like what it would be after this or how many followers followers we would have which it would be hard not to now seeing what it has become like it would be hard to go on and be naive to the reality of what how much your life can change if you get to a certain point on the show like how would that not be motivation you know yeah. to stay on beyond dating the guy or whatever it is but um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really grateful both seasons were on the cusp of it. 
Yeah. Even with Yosef, though, just this, like, villain thing. He, I think he called Claire crazy at one point or said she was acting mm -hmm. crazy. And I was like, all right, that we're not allowed to do. We don't, you don't call the lead crazy if you want any sort of respect from the viewers. Like, that's just red flag. He said, no, I wish I knew the exact quote because we were laughing because he said something like, you're acting crazy. But then, well, however he followed it up, it wasn't, it didn't sound as bad. But all we heard as women were, you're acting yep. crazy. We were like, nope. You don't say that. Gotta Not go. Today. I yeah. think he's definitely the one in the promo who like says I expected more from the oldest bachelorette. I think it's all gonna be him. I, I think that was him too. So and I really did not like that comment. So no. we've gotten a little bit away from her age at least. Like the first episode was so heavy on the 39, and this this week we weren't we weren't reminded quite as many times, which I think is good because it's like we get it. Yeah, and I, I doubt she wants to talk about it that often. <laughs> but, like, it's also, like, better. The fact, I mean, I still think these guys are kind of young. Like, some of them are, like, in their 20s, and I think they really should have stuck to, like, 30-plus, to be honest. But it's, like, kind of refreshing. I like 39. Like, let's get, let's get them a little older so that they're just a little bit more mature in, like, what they're looking for and what they bring to the table. Do you know what I mean? And versus yeah. what Becca was saying, these younger ones who just want to, like, do whatever, you know? Oh, it's listen, I don't think it matters the age where, when the social media motivation comes I in. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I also think, I do think that the younger, the more that is, like, a thing for them versus older. I do. They need, maybe they have like younger friends who can help them. I mean, either way, you got to try to take advantage of them. I'm all for like, I, you go on for love and try to hide it, but you need that balance because also like, I, I'm hoping Dale, if everything is whatever true, that he is that perfect balance of yes, he's gorgeous and he's a model and he probably wants some sort of success that way. And he's from New York. And I know some people have like partied with him. They said nothing but nice things, but you know, he is kind of in that scene, but then also genuinely there for love because the perfect mix is what the show needs because you're not going right. to go away. Like you don't just, unless, you know, you move to that farm with Chris Souls, you really are still very much in the public eye. So you do need to like it right. a little or else you're doomed. Right? Totally. And I agree. I, I see no problem with, I mean, I think people are so quick to be like, you know, like you're only famous, like you're only, you only have this because you're on The Bachelor, but yeah. The Bachelor is one of the biggest shows in the world. Like every celebrity watches it. Like, it is a huge show. So of course people are going to get excited about this newfound sense of like um, exposure that they've never experienced in their lives. So I don't think it's as negative as people make it be. And maybe that's because I have benefited from it. But yeah. I think we're all pretty aware of how we got here. And I think if you asked anyone, they'd be like, yeah, I can't believe this is my life. And majority would be humbly grateful yeah it, it's funny because I think that um when I when I was single and like actually kind of seriously considering doing the bachelor or whatever right. everybody was saying like why would you do that like blah 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 and I'm like I've seen it work like you see it work you've yeah. seen people actually find the loves of their life mm -hmm. I am trying actively to do it on my own I'm already like a public, like my love life's already out there. So like, mm -hmm. what is the harm in it? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've tried everything else. Like, why not at this point, you know? Wow. Yeah, you instead of your dream. <laughs> yeah, would she? Yeah, but I couldn't, you know, Becca, you know, I could never be one of the bachelorettes. Like I would need to be the bachelorette and have guys. Like I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could never watch somebody that I'm in love with date other people. I would that just like wouldn't be a thing for me. Instead yeah. of Brian Seacrest asking you about your love life, it would just be Chris Harrison. That would just be the only two. Yeah. Right. 
it would just be like normal. Like, I wouldn't think anything of it, but I, I, I just think like it does work for people. Yeah. yeah um, before I close the chapter on the, the dodgeball, I did also just want to ask you real quick, Becca, did you ever feel like on a date, if there was something like that, that if you actually generally didn't want to do it because you were uncomfortable, would they like make it a thing or would they let it slide? Like, do, do you have, do you have any feelings like about that? Um, I don't think they ever made you strip, but. Yeah, fortunately <laughs> I was never in that position. Um, but, and to be honest, I was so like mentally strong in who I was when I went on that show. I would say probably more then than I, you know, like as far, as far as just being no like, way. what? You're so strong now. No, no, no. I'm saying like, I was so, I remember. So after Chris's season, they interview like probably three people or so to be the next bachelorette. And I was one of the people they interviewed. And I remember going into the meeting and I was like, I don't, I'm not going to kiss everyone just to kiss everyone. Like, I'm not going to kiss people just because y'all want me to kiss people. And they were kind of like, but it's a show. Like that kind of is how it goes. And I was like, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm going to do it. I think I was a little headstrong in that regard. So um, luckily we were never put in that position, but I would think because of them wanting to maintain who they are and like what the show represents that they wouldn't make it a big deal if someone felt uncomfortable in that regard, especially not, not that, that it's fair, but especially with women being uncomfortable um, because that is, you know, with the me too movement and stuff that yeah. could be, that could get bad really quick. So luckily I was never, I was never even put in that position, thankfully. Yeah, that is, that is good. Um, yeah. Well, we have Brandon um, who was the one who I thought was so cute. And I was picking to like go far and, that didn't work out because he forgot to Google Claire and come up with one fact that he liked about her. Oh, that she's pretty. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, it is a compliment to tell someone they're pretty, but he set himself up because he went, I had to be here because of you. And she just said, well, why? And he had nothing. It was painful. Like there was, he couldn't, I, I would have been like, well, I, you're just so smart and you're obviously beautiful. And you know, you're, you've you been know so who you vulnerable. Are. Yeah. You know who you are. You came looking for, I could have, come up with something, know, even same. if I knew nothing about the person. So I was staring at the screen, like, come on. I mean, obviously it's almost, if he hadn't said like, I had to be here for you, that part really, you're, like you said, it really set him up for failure because if he would have just been like, I think you're beautiful. I'm really interested in getting to know you. You seem amazing. I know we have a lot to learn beyond this. Mm -hmm. He could have really saved himself, but it went so flat. Like it was yeah. just like, nothing else <laughs> and then she just sent him packing did we think that was too harsh do we like that she got right to the point because part of me was like she's kind of maybe expecting a lot because she almost was like oh you don't think i'm driven the guys who watched the other seasons like juan pablo season like i would almost be like i don't want to talk about something that happened six years ago but they keep bringing it back to that and she's kind of maybe wanting them to reference like seeing her on the show that's just how i feel mm -hmm. but either way i was like oh like okay we're limiting him right here right now like i kind of like it that we at least get to the point but it was a little harsh maybe i don't know no, I don't to people meeting him out fast. It's like, bye. And she made the comment of like, I wanted to see if there was something more from our initial conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's just not, it's not there. And I think in her mind, she was like, I have so many other guys that I'm into and this is already going to be hard. And it's just not I have clicking. Dale. I have, da I have, Dale, I have Dale. And I have Dale. And <laughs> so I feel, I like that she's just like, it's not there. See ya. He was, I, he was very cute though. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have a paradise career if they ever bring that back. 
They have to bring that back. It's like my favorite. I know. That was one of the hardest parts of 2020 for me personally was Snow Paradise. The the Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever was fun, but it was nothing like Paradise. No, but I am grateful that they made The Bachelorette happen for us. I know. Very thankful. And Matt James, first couple up, first night underway. Robert Mills confirmed today that it went great. Last Good night? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm excited oh. for him. Yeah, I remember we talked across... Cross. We talked to Chris Harrison on the morning show and he said that he was like in on set of The Bachelor or wherever. So maybe they were quarantining them. Yeah, they're in Pennsylvania at some mm-hmm. like wellness, uh, wilderness resort, all inclusive thing, which I feel like it's almost an advantage to be in all in one location when you film these shows because you're weeding out people who are there for the travel, which I feel like is a big group of people. Yeah, I basically went on Chris's season because I thought worst case scenario, I get to travel to some cool places. And then we were, yeah, we were in the Midwest. And um, I was like, all right, well, got to see parts of the United States I have never seen before. So that's cool. But yeah, I mean, you do kind of say in South Dakota. Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, it's an advantage for the lead, I think, because they get to keep the focus and like have the dates all come to them. For the contestants, maybe not so much. You're kind of missing part of the, the unique experience, but it's just another layer for the show. Oh my I God, mean, a, wellness, I think... a wellness spa would be like my dream place to do it. <laughs> it you would have great. all your contestants like drinking green juice and um, like yeah. working no out. Alcohol. She'd be like, no alcohol, only green juice. They're like, what? That would be a way to wean them out for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, our other potential here, uh, rule breaker, kind of interesting guy is this Blake M, who is the only one that she has admitted that reached out to her before the show started, but I don't know, I still think maybe something happened with Dale before the show, but it's been denied several times, so who am I to, you know, keep perpetuating that narrative, just a little, (laughs) um, but I, this Blake fascinates me because the first episode, she thanked him for kind of breaking the rules for her. Then this episode, he's on the losing dodgeball team, which I don't know if you were ever on any of the losing dates that had to go home, but that's kind of like, you know, just like a joke of the show. You just kind of go along with it. I right. Guess. Yeah. Um, and then he crashed the date, showed up. She turned him away, wouldn't kiss him. And then 20 minutes later, she was like, actually, I secretly liked it. Here's the rose. I'm like, oh, okay. We're, we're all over the place here. I think she likes him. Like, I really think she seems like she is into him. It's not as this, like, animalistic thing as it is with Dale but I do find her to be drawn to Blake and I think she likes his boldness especially how we saw her upset that no one grabbed her initially I think she likes a man that's like coming after like she wants someone to pursue her and um that's what he's doing and I think think a rule breaker though okay a rule breaker who walks from one room (laughs) over to the other section of the hotel to say hey yeah, I'm like, you're not supposed to talk to me during the thing. So, like, don't talk to me. Like, don't cloud yeah. my judgment. No, I, I would love if someone did that for me. Then I was into. If I was, like, not into them, I'd be like, listen, we don't need to break the rules. But if I was into them, I'd be like, I'm into that. He's rules like, are there for a reason. Rules are made to be followed. But, Tanya, what if you're Claire and it's Dale who crashes the date to come see you and you're feeling the way Claire's feeling about Dale? Do you turn him away or do you break the rules because you're yeah, Dale? Yeah, I'd be like, you're not supposed to be here. I need to, like, tend to these guys, but I'll give you the next one-on-one date because I like you, but, like, follow the rules. I broke the rules on the show, so I feel more like rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, didn't you have a phone with you? I did on the second season, yeah. I thought I saw that somewhere. I'm like, wow, that is... 
a risky move. You know, though, it was, it was risky, except that it wasn't because I should have turned in that. It was an old phone, so I didn't have like cell service on it. Mm. I should have given them that phone and yeah. they kept my phone with cell service, but mm. I was too scared to go the full, you know, that whole thing. So I was like, I'm just going to have it. I can listen to music if, you know, when I have like a moment of privacy. And then I would get the Wi-Fi password every now and then and beyond. But I was always like, I think JoJo used it one time to send an email. And other than that, we were too scared to do anything with it. So it was more like a power move that I had it and didn't get caught more than I did anything with it. I feel like I can like see you guys sitting in the corner, like with the phone up to your ears, like trying to listen to something and then hear someone coming, like running and hiding. Like. Literally, I she, one time she was like, uh, I can't remember where we were. She was like, can I see, can I see the phone for, we were like in our room and she was like, can I see your phone? I need to, I want to send an email to my dad just to check in. And Aww. I was like, yeah. And I like got it out and I like handed it to her like so discreetly. No one was even near us. And she went to the bathroom and she came back and hit, I mean, we were like so paranoid. They probably would have just been like, funny. Yeah, it's funny. Do you think they let them like have more freedom in those two weeks that they were just like hanging out in Palm Springs? Or do you think they were just like bouncing off the walls in the room in the beginning? I would imagine that they maybe I don't know, because quarantine, I mean, they seemed like they were pretty strict with quarantine and stuff. So I don't. I could not imagine being in quarantine without a freaking phone for two no. weeks. With nobody else. In your head even more about why you're quote unquote so in love with Claire though. It's like, that's how they get the wheels turning. It's all you can think about. I know. But also I was thinking about how some of the social interactions have been awkward. And like, if I were thrown from quarantine into the bachelor or bachelorette, I would be like, oh, I don't have words. (laughs) One extreme to the other. Yeah, I would have no, I would feel like I had nothing to give. Oh my God. Um, was there any other guys or moments that stood out to either of you as you were watching the first two episodes or is it just all about Dale? <laughs> I mean, literally, just... I couldn't even tell you another one, another guy's name. Like, <laughs> Riley was cute. She's the one who got the group date rose. He, um, was cute. That's all I really remember about it was he was cute and got the group date rose, but that name was in my head. Um, Jason was getting a lot of love on social media for opening up on that one-on-one date. I was like, I don't like when people tell me they're called manipulative. That was a red flag for me. But, um. Yeah, I mean, when other people call you manipulative, that is scary. Something to consider. (laughs) It's self-aware of him to share that. So maybe that means he's kind of past it. But I was like, I would not offer up that word. If someone, you do the reverse psychology, like in an interview. Oh, people just tell me that I am just so exciting to be around. (laughs) They're distracted, you know, like they just, I'm just so happy. Right. Like um, it's like that trick that they tell you to do in interviews when, the, yes. like, when your employer says like, what's your best and your worst characteristic? You're like, my best characteristic is that I'm such a hard worker, like, blah, blah. and my worst characteristic is that I care too much. Yes. I'm a perfectionist and I just, I can't leave a, a job un, un, unfinished perfectly. And it's just such a problem. Right. Yeah. Instead, we were like, here's everything that anyone's ever called me that's negative. And I'm like, stop putting this in her head. Like, this is so weird. Yeah, that would make me, that would, that would send me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know Tasha at all, either of you? And any of these, you know, rumblings we're hearing, how do we feel about Tasha potentially coming in soon? I met Tasha briefly um, at iHeartVegas, iHeart Festival in Vegas last, was that last yeah. year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. Um, she's, not to sound like the guy that got sent home, she's stunningly gorgeous. <laughs> like, yeah. 
She's beautiful. Um, she's very bubbly and fun. Like, and I guess I know people who work work on the show, obviously, and mm-hmm. the people that I was closest to love her. So okay. that makes me excited that, um, and I think the guy, I mean, if the, if the rumors are true, right? I think it'll be like a welcome, you know, I think they're like going to be really bummed about Claire, but I think they'll also be excited about Tasha. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, this is like, it, it is a show, so it's like, you know, take it all with a grain of salt, but because they, they make it so like, oh, Claire, like she is the ultimate, whoever the bachelorette is, they are the one you need to then just be like, oh, but Tasha's great too. Like, do you think as a contestant, would it be hard to switch it off? As a viewer, are we going to be like, wait a minute, last week he was like devastated over Claire and now we're supposed to believe he likes Tasha. Like, again, it's a show, but like, when you really think about it, it's like, how are we supposed to believe this? <laughs> well, I think it's like when you're, you know, in the dating world, uh, Tanya's going to disagree with this. In, in the dating world, in real life, people are dating. If you're just dating, pe- like you're going on dates, you're dating people, you're getting to know people. It can be that you're seeing multiple people. I don't consider that like cheating. I just consider it like being open to meeting the right person. So, you know, aside from the guy who spilled his guts of like his demons and all the things that he's like going through... I feel like maybe, I don't know how far it gets emotionally for these guys to be Mm -hmm. so invested in Claire that they couldn't open their hearts and like their minds to being with Tasha. if that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Tanya, do you agree or disagree? She thought you would disagree. (laughs) Well, it's like hard. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. So I don't know. Like if I signed up to go on The Bachelor for whoever it was and somebody told me that it wasn't going to be him, it was going to be somebody else, I'd be like, I'm out. But that's yeah. just me because I'm also very like, I know what I want. And, you know, I mean, maybe if it was somebody that was maybe, maybe, I think you can kind of be on the fence about people and then I'd give it a shot. But um, yeah, I've never been a good person at like dating multiple people at once. I'm like a one, one man kind of gal. Wait, but also, I mean, that's basically what happened with Caitlin and Britt that season. I mean, it was only True. two nights where they were talking and making decisions. I know. I didn't like that it either. Sad. But I'm saying like a lot of the guys that ended up being on Caitlin's season chose Britt. True. But they were able to say, like, I originally came for Brit, but I, I'm so excited to get to know you. And it worked out for, I mean, a lot of those guys were, you know, on the show for a long time. So I don't think it necessarily is not going to be believable. Okay. Imagine if we get two love stories for the price of one Can long vacation in Palm Springs. Imagine <laughs> the revival of 2020 that will bring. They, would, they should do a, a double wedding. Ew, no. Why? Good for ratings, bad for you personally, probably, like, at your own wedding. They each deserve their own moments. It's not about deserving your own moment. How cool, like, that is that is your love story. Like, this is how you met. Like, how cool to be able, wouldn't you, would you want to do a double wedding with me? No. Why? Because I would like to have my own moment, and I want you to have your own moment. But, like, together so cute. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree here. I don't know if I would love that either. It's supposed to be like your one big day, but yeah. imagine if imagine if Tasha ends up with someone who like Claire did kiss, and then they're like high fiving at the altar, like thanks for not picking him. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I let you guys go, I did ha- I do have to ask about Grey's Anatomy because I I love Grey's Anatomy. Um, did you see one today that Shonda came out and revealed the real reason she left ABC? It was very scandalous. Wait, what? You know how she works for Netflix now? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. left. Apparently, it was like a couple years ago, she tried to get 
there was some like drama with her getting like a Disneyland pass and she needed to get something switched and then they like didn't accommodate her and like made her pay for something with like Disneyland and she was just like you're really gonna like disrespect me after I just gave you like the biggest show on the planet and you won't like cop my like $150 Disneyland <laughs> and so she was like I'm out yeah she was like I'm going to Netflix they like respect me <laughs> I was like I mean I gotta give it to her as much as I you know would rather her probably still be more involved with those shows I'm like go girl wow I know I'm shocked you're shocked I am shook a little bit because I I don't like to me that just seems so petty and like mm -hmm. very like ego driven and I don't see her in that light so I'm a little bit like torn on that yeah maybe there's more and that was just maybe that's just what I got from the clip notes so if there's more to the story I apologize <laughs> to anyone who I'm not yeah, so you know, <laughs> sometimes the, the titles of the stories can throw you off a little bit so. yeah I have one who writes those titles sometimes I I do it by accident sometimes I do it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> I, I get nervous to see what the title is. Every time I do an interview with anybody, I'm like, oh, God. What would you like the title of this to be? <laughs> hmm. Becca and Tanya plan double wedding. Yeah, I was going to say, Becca and Tanya, scrubbing in hosts, plan double weddings with each other. <laughs> ABC, looking for sponsors if you would like to show the wedding live. At Disneyland. Um, <laughs> at Disneyland, but Shonda's the officiant. Since it does bring you guys together, I mean... That could, that could be something that could have me interested. But overall, how do we feel going into this season of Grey's Anatomy? What are we hoping for? What are we not hoping for? I, I heard that you wanted the guy from Emily in Paris to join the cast. I don't think that's happening, Tanya, but I love the way you're thinking. <laughs> He's very always cute. looking out for casting opportunities. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I felt very like, I was like, I'm just going to put this ball in the air and just like see if it goes, you know, but I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. Um... <laughs> I'm very excited about this season because I feel like it was kind of going through a lull and it really started to pick back up again. And so I think they're just going to like ride that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in any shows that were on before the pandemic. I am just so excited that, that they're coming back. I don't care what the content is. I'm just thrilled, but I'm really hoping, I want to see, I mean, the ending with the Teddy, Owen, and Karasik thing was just so yeah. steamy, and it was just so much drama that they I- They got just, you to care about Owen. I, I know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, I mean, we care more about Karasik. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. care about Owen. But, <laughs> but I just hope that they pick up, I mean, we talked to, um, we had an interview with Chris Carmack, who plays Link, mm -hmm. and he was saying that, that it picks up like a few weeks after the ending. So I hope that maybe they'll do flashbacks of what happened after that, because that was so epic. So I really hope that they pick up on that, at least on that storyline. I also have to say that I've been rewatching old episodes of Grey's during quarantine, and yes. I'm in I'm in the section where Owen cheats on Christina, and I'm just like so oh. freaking pissed. And I'm just like, ew, like, I still, like, ugh. The problem with watching old episodes of Grey's is they're just so good that then when you watch the new ones, it's like, but this is, the not that they're bad now, but it's like, I can't, almost can't do it because it's different, yeah. No, it, it's still good. It has its own element of, like, they've done, a, I mean, it's 17 seasons. It's insane what they've been able to do with the show, but, I mean, the original cast was just so iconic that, 
they'll never be able to match that, but they have done such a great job at keeping it going. So like I said, I'm just grateful. I'll be here till the very end. I'll be here till the very end too. I'm a little nervous about the Corona content of it all. Cause even on the bachelorette, I was like, I don't need to, I like, this is still happening. Like these yeah, testers, right. like I don't need to watch them be stir crazy. Like I'm still stir crazy. So I the know. doctor thing, I think it almost like scare me. Cause we're going to see like what stuff we didn't know and what's real. I'm like, oh God, but it's, they have to address it. It'd be weird if they didn't. Yeah. Totally. I, I agree. But I agree. I, we had a conversation, I think, on the podcast of saying, like, we use these shows to escape. And so when we're getting reality of what's going on outside of yeah. our doors, it's like, no, 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 I need to get out of this mindset. I yeah. know. I'm actually, like, really glad that The Bachelor did it this way, because I feel like I remember in the beginning, everybody was saying, like, you know, The Bachelor, I should pivot to, and they should, like, you know, Claire should date from six feet apart, and everybody oh. should be in masks and stuff. And I'm just like, thank god they didn't do it that way i would be watching like i know i know you guys aren't bravo people but on housewives all this they're all caught up now so everything that's happening is like corona related and i'm like i need to see these women like throwing wine at each other <laughs> not like fighting about masks like this is too real like i don't i don't want this yeah this is social media we're watching social media happen in real life people fighting over masks and it's so contentious and this and that i'm like okay like i don't watch bravo for my political opinions i watch it for my name calling and just like stop pettiness we watch that's why pettiness. i can't with bravo i'm like i just the fact that all these women are just like so like mean to each other and like not supportive of each other like actually just like infuriates me every franchise is different on some of them it's like in new york for example they've known each other for a really long time so they there seems like a genuine bond so even when they're mad at each other they show up because they like were genuinely in each other's lives before the show and like know each other on some of them it's like oh these women don't see each other when the cameras aren't on so they genuinely don't care and they're just trying to turn it on but either way i'm like i just can't look away they they, they got me in a long time ago and i'm here <laughs> oh, i'm like i want to create the antithesis of that yeah, that would be maybe, I don't know, if a shorter show, more of a bonding moment. I would say Quibi, but it's gone now. So yeah. <laughs> it's gone now? Today, yeah. Breaking more news today. Quibi is closing <laughs> after six months. <laughs> wow, you've hit us with some bombs on this episode. I know, are you guys okay? I don't... <laughs> we can just walk away. Like, I mean, that shocks me because that was like kind of everybody's thing like everybody was every like, celebrity has a show on Quibi everybody was and they were like you need to get on Quibi I was like okay send me in folks maybe if we had your show with some positivity in the world we wouldn't have lost Quibi so soon well in general with the podcast if you guys have to go I'll stop talking but I just could talk to you forever um in general with the podcast what is there any like because we know we saw Lady Gang, which I know you guys like, you know, they tried to go on TV, which was cool. And then they ended up back on the podcast. They wrote a book. You guys obviously do stuff individually and together. Is there anything that you're like dreaming big besides the, you know, guest spot on Grey's Anatomy, which rooting for you there, um, <laughs> that you have goals for the podcast, anything on the vision board in your that's room time? Even, like, that's like, that's like gonna happen. Like, that's not even like we're trying, like that, that will happen one. Like we will be extras on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yes. It's only, it's only a matter of time at this totally. point. Yeah. Um, Personally, for me, it would be to win this year's People's Choice Award. That's my nearest goal. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, well, we had kind of started right before the pandemic of doing a tour, like live shows where we got to, you know, be, be live and do the show and meet everybody that came. So it was so fun. We did two shows and they were amazing. And then so we had planned to do more. So that's when things can return to that space. I'm really hoping we can pick up there and um, have more dates like that. I would love to do some sort of like, like TV, TV show type element where 
you know, not maybe not even like a long, more like a short. How Quibi? <laughs> the former Quibi platform, something like that. That's just like you know a version of our podcast with a spin or a twist or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to. I I agree with the tour. Like those two shows were so much fun. Um, so that's kind of. I mean, but who knows when, like, all that's going to come back. But a TV show, I think, would be super, super fun to do together. But, like, again, like, reimagined in, like, a different way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, the podcast is what it is. But I also think that that there's so much to us individually that we can give in a different way and, and maybe hopefully have more creative control over, if that makes sense. Yeah. I could see an advice kind of show, maybe even, like, Tanya comes up with a plan and Becca comes up with a plan and the person has to act out both and see which one like works and we follow through or something because you guys have such different approaches to life but you're always getting asked advice something like that we should do a dating show where you give advice on what you would do and I give advice on what I would do and they have to try both on different people and see which yeah. one well that's just mean because <laughs> my advice is not you know your you advice know? is just it's not wrong it's just it's like got, it's, it's, a, it's wholesome it's wholesome and it's gonna it's it's a specific man who's going to respond to that, but it also depends on the girl and her personality and what she feels comfortable doing. So I don't feel like it's unfair. I could see it. Yeah. I think um, just having like more, oh, yeah, <laughs> creative control, I think is like, I think would be, is like my next big goal for the two of us. I love creative that. Control. And then actually, actually, before I let you go real quick, we're asking everyone in Bachelor Nation this, if you have any well wishes or advice for Matt James as his season films, um, lay it on me either way what your hopes for him are or anything like that my hopes for matt james are that bachelor nation really embraces him and lifts him up during this process because every person i know that's been a lead has said it's one of the most challenging experiences of their life and having not been on the show previously as like a contestant or how it normally works um, I feel like he's probably in for like a ride of a lifetime, but it can also come with so much, you know, negativity. So I'd say block out the haters. We're all so excited for you and to watch you and can't wait for your season to start. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm anxious to hear these words of advice. No, but like, I want him to be the one, I want him to be the one that turns it around because these bachelors have just been using their penis to pick and it's not working out. You know what I mean? Like Sean Lowe is the only one that, it, well actually Ari too. Ari's still married, right? Yeah, they're married. He didn't technically pick her, but he found his way back. Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I want Matt James to be the one that's going to bring this back and like really, really just like hone in on longevity, long-term, who do you want to be with? figure it out. Don't just go with, you know, your little man and what he wants. Go with, with what, what's actually practical and love and like butterflies and all the things. Your little butterflies. Man. Big on the butterflies. Little man. Well, thank, thank you guys so much for talking to me about Bachelorette, Grey's Anatomy, your future show that we're producing all together <laughs> that I wrote myself into. Um, and everyone should go to E! Online, right? To just vote, vote, vote. A couple days left yes. to get you the three-peat. Yes. It's right. You, thank you. If it's a three-peat and it's virtual, does it still mean as much? It does, right? It means as much. <laughs> it means as much to us every year that it happens. Don't think that just... Don't last year though was pretty cool getting to be there and like hearing them say our name and like handing us the award that was pretty legit in the same room as Jennifer Aniston 
Yeah, like that yeah. was pretty legit. That was got to be a highlight moment for me. Yeah, I weirdly found creepy videos of me just filming, zoomed in of her like coming in and sitting down. I was like, why was I being such a creep like that? Oh Memories God. last a lifetime. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're all pulling for you here at Us Weekly, and we'll I'll throw you some votes because not that you need them, but <laughs> no, we do, we do. I wasn't nominated, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next year, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelorette and Bachelor podcast. We will be back every week breaking down Claire's journey, her men, Taisha when she shows up. So don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and tell your friends about this Bachelor podcast and come back next week for more.